Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And welcome to about my 10th attempt to uh, introduce this week's Arscast on arsblog.com uh, in association with oleole.com. Sometimes it all just flows very easily. It just dribbles out of me like diarrhea. You know when you sit down and it's like vomiting out of your arse? Sometimes that's what it's like doing the Arscast, verbally, except without the, the, the corn. Uh, other weeks it's not quite so easy. It takes a little bit of time. Uh, to get these things together, and that's what's happening this week. So you'll have to bear with me if it's um, uh, if it's uh, if you hear lots of editing sounds and things like that. Um, that's because there's been lots of editing because I just I'm see I don't have it in me tonight. You see, I'm really tired. I was football training and things, and I'm just too old for football training now. I should be like Paul McGrath. No training. I just I just play the matches. I think that would be only fair. It would be fit my standing in the game which is a person who doesn't really like training very much, you see. Anyway, on the way between now and the end of this week's Arscast, we have got for you a player history with the man in the bar. Uh, also, uh, a blog chat with a brand new blog, Chatter, Yogi's Warrior from Culture Left Foot. Uh, we go behind the scenes at a meeting between journalists and some Russian guy, have no idea who it might be, and there's some other bits and pieces and waffle and all that kind of stuff as well. Um... Let me start briefly by talking about the t-shirt competitions we've been running in the last uh, week or so. Uh, I mentioned it on the blog, but it's it's just curious to me that um, in the t-shirt competition, which was for the David Dean one, I gave you uh, one possible choice of an answer, yet many, many people chose a completely different answer, even though there was only one answer to choose from. Uh, it, perhaps thinking I was, I was trying to trick you or something, but you know me, I, I wouldn't do that. But what's really, really curious to me is that um, you run a competition uh, and then you announce a winner and days and days afterwards you get people entering. Not only entering, entering with the wrong answer after I've already given the right answer on, on the site. What is wrong with people like that? Seriously. The answers are, the competition's over. It says I'm only going to run the competition till Wednesday and yet they still answer. It's very strange. Very strange. It's sort of the thing, I mean, you could probably put a button somewhere and say, if you touch this button, you're going to die. And 95% of people in the world will say, well, well I'm not going to touch that button because it says I'm going to die. But there's 5% of people in this world that will go, hmm, well, nah, he, nah, that's a lie. I'm going to push the button. Boop, doing dead. Dead. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. 
Let us move away from people who kill themselves just because a button tells them not to and talk about what's happened between this arsecast and the last arsecast. I have to say, I'm really struggling tonight. Sorry about this. It's just not happening for me. Um, We had West Ham last weekend and uh, three points. Robin Van Persie's goal uh, sealing the victory. Um, It could have been worse, though. Could have been one of those situations where a former player comes back and haunts his old club. Jumberg equaliser costs Arsenal three points. Freddie returns to haunt Arsenal. Those could have been the headlines, were it not for an eagle-eyed linesman who gave offside when there was no offside whatsoever. Not that I'm complaining or anything like that. Uh, It was so long since we've seen Freddie make those kind of runs for Arsenal. It would have been rather unjust, in my opinion, were he to do it um, in one of his first games for West Ham and against us. So, um, hard luck, Freddie. I'm sure you'll score a goal or two this season, but um, hopefully not uh, against us. Then we had Stau Bucharest in midweek. Um, a difficult place to go. No English team had ever won there. Um, and we have our troubles going to Eastern Europe from, from time to time. Uh, but again, Robin Van Persie scored the goal. 76 minutes this time, as opposed to 12 in the West Ham game. Uh, they had their chances. They had a goal disallowed, rightly as it turned out. Sesk missed from five yards. Um, which is only to be expected, I suppose. When you're scoring all season long from 25, 30 yards, um, you know, five yards probably just seems a bit too easy. What's the point in scoring from five yards? Um, Sadly, he couldn't make it up with a a 45-yard volley, uh, overhead kick, uh, after doing a Cruyff turn and and beating seven men and flicking the ball up over his head. But, you know, I'm sure Sesk will do that at some point in the uh, the near future. So, um... Top of the Champions League group, and we remain top of the Premier League, which is all rather exciting and rather um, enjoyable, I have to say. Manchester United seem to be the closest rivals. Um, Boring, boring United, some people are calling them. They're 1-0 victories, but 1-0 victories, as Arsenal fans know, uh, are as valuable as any other kind, and United's defence is looking pretty mean at the moment. Manchester City doing well. Chelsea a little off the pace with Avram Grant in charge. Uh, Weston and Derby, 0-0. Drogba sent off. Ha-ha! <laughs> Hideous cunt. Um, Liverpool grinding out victories. And our old friends down at White Hart Lane. What a hilarious bunch they are. 4-1 down to Aston Villa, and they brought it back to 4-all. Robbie Keane said, That felt like a victory to us. <laughs> it really just shows you uh, what Spurs are about when a four-all draw at home, having let in four goals, feels like a victory. I understand where he was coming from, but it doesn't make it any more correct, really, does it? certainly doesn't. Um, on the way, we'll have some chat of uh, what's going on at board level and Usmanov level and fat and orange and all that kind of stuff. But now we'll have a, a little bit of a blog chat with a, a new blogger, somebody who hasn't been on the Arsecast before, and uh, he is Yogi's Warrior. Um, we'll find out about the name in a second. His blog is A Cultured Left Foot, which you can find at aculturedleftfoot.wordpress.com. Um, we spoke last night. Here's what we said. Okay, now on the Arsecast, it's time to welcome uh, a brand new blogger to the blog chat, Yogi's Warrior from A Cultured Left Foot. Hello to you. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Where did the name come from? Um, it's born out of a fantasy football team years ago, and it's just hung around like a bad smell. It's not nothing to do with Yogi Bear, no? No, well, it, it didn't start out that way, but uh, it's evolved into it. <laughs> um, and A Cultured Left Foot, can we assume that that's got something to do with Liam Brady? It certainly has. It certainly has. One of the best uh, footballers I've ever seen. I'm very privileged to see as well. 
you've been blogging since about uh, February 2006. Well, what got you started? It was a night of frustration. The West Ham at home game where we lost 3-2. Mm. Um, where Sol Campbell fell apart. And it was just... I had an angst to, to get rid of about uh, how it had gone that far. I didn't know how well it would turn out in the end of that season, um, aside from the result in Paris. But... Uh, it was just pure frustration. Everyone had heard what I had to say verbally, and I just felt that I had to get it out of the system. And it just kind of continued from there. You get it out to a wider audience, yeah. Yeah, and inflict myself upon this waiting public. Okay, and it's been going well, no? Things have been growing quite well? Yeah, it has. It's been very steady growth, and uh, it's continuing to do so. And I can't complain. The people there coming along for a half-decent half-sensible conversation, which for the most part they're getting. Wow, that's more than I get on Arse Blog, I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell me this, we'll, we'll, we'll start by talking about um, Alisher Uzmanov and Red and White and David Dean and, and all those kind of things. Um, the success that the team is having on the pitch this season is probably... Um, a good thing fr- from the board's point of view. Not, not just because you know they obviously want uh, success on the field, but do you think possibly that the the fans' uh, opposition to somebody like Usmanov coming in and previously uh, Stan Kroenke might not have been as vehement if uh, things on the pitch hadn't been going so well? It's possible because uh, a lot of the comments that were left on my blog during the summer were, we needed this player, we needed that player. Um, in particular, left midfield was vexing people. Mm. And they definitely were of the opinion that the, the squad was good, but it needed strengthening. And I think everyone's been perhaps not taken aback, but was certainly surprised by the consistency that the squad has shown in the games to the start of the season. Mm. The board's job is made easier by a successful team. You're never going to hear a, a shout of or chant of the board out when the team are doing well. They're also helped by the fact that Usmanov seems to have attracted, shall we say, an, an opprobrious uh, reputation for himself, whether you know whether those things are substantiated or not. He's, he's generally considered to be unwelcome. And but the longer the time goes on and the more people think about it, I think David Dean is eating into the goodwill that he's brought with him in that particular relationship. Um, the financial results have helped the ball prove their point that their policy is slow, steady, organic growth. It's working. They've been they've been very lucky with interest rates and and whatever, proving that they've signed up to good deals. And it's generally a feel-good factor around the club at the moment. You know, we'll see how long that lasts with people's reactions to the first defeat. Yeah, be that, you know, on Sunday, be that at Liverpool, be that whenever it happens. Just going back to the to the David Dean thing, because um, obviously Usmanov, after buying Dean's shares, knew that he needed, a, and we'll say, an acceptable face. Or, or a familiar face uh, with which to front his, his particular group. Uh, it was interesting to see during the week that um, Uzmanov has now threatened, I suppose you could say, to, to, to ditch David Dean if the problems that he has uh, with the board and with Keith Edelman interfere with his plans, his long-term plans for the club. 
you say Dean have sort of um, eaten away at the goodwill that, that he's got. It really does seem to have backfired on him. It certainly has. And whether Usmanov will get rid of him, I'm, I'm sceptical about. I think he'll hold on to Dean, just sidetrack him a little bit when it comes to dealing with the board. Um, keep him there, because Dean, you know, he did a good job for Arsenal. Personally, I think his time is done and it's time for him to move on. Um, and just be a supporter. But I think that Ismanov wants to keep him there because he knows his, how can I put it, his reputation precedes him as being a less than welcome investor in the club. Whether, you know, Dean can, you know, retrieve the situation is another matter. Okay, we'll have to wait and see how that uh, how that turns out. We'll move away from that and, and talk about things that are uh, enjoyable and are fun, and that's the football side of things this season. Um, the win in Stau Bucharest, it wasn't our most um, flowing or accomplished performance, but is it a sign of, of um, how good this team is, that they can play not particularly well, but still uh, grind out a victory? I think, yeah, it was. And I, I would disagree that it wasn't accomplished because I think it was very professional. I think they went there to get the win. They knew they had to keep it tight. They retained possession well. They kept Sauer to a minimum for a home team. I don't think Sauer had that many clear opportunities to score. They had them and they spectacularly blew them. Um, but I thought it was a good, solid performance. Everyone worked hard to defend um, their territory. Once the lead was taken, you just saw the weight ease off of their mind. I, I think there was, to a degree, an air that the team thought, oh, it's going to be one of those nights again. You know, we're going to hit everything but the back of the net. And then once Van Persie scored, there was never any doubt that we were going to walk away with the win. Uh, it's funny, isn't it, when you look at the, the mistakes that Lehman has had and, and the criticism maybe that some of our defenders have come in for, particularly Sanderos, who hasn't been playing uh, very well, uh, had a good performance against Stour, but we've only conceded four goals uh, in the whole season. So when you do go a goal up, um, chances are you're going to win the game. Absolutely. I think the other thing to bear in mind is I always think that if this team concedes a goal, they are more than capable of scoring more than the opposition. Um, whether that's the level of opposition we face so far, and with all due respect to those sides, I don't think they've been anywhere near the elite that we are going to face in the next six weeks. Remains to be seen, but I think that the defence is holding together well. They are performing as a unit. And I think on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday night, sorry, we actually had episodes of where they were actually moving out in a straight line. And I don't think we've seen that for many seasons. That's true. Um, let's look ahead quickly to uh, to Sunderland. Uh, a game, obviously, that we'd be expected to win at home against a team that's just come up. Um, they don't particularly have the greatest squad, but what they will have is a lot of hard work. Do you, do you see it as a game that maybe Arsene Wenger will um, decide to rotate the squad a little bit and bring in people like uh, Gilberto back, uh, Diara, for example? Possibly in, in those two positions. I think that he's limited in options in terms of defence and attack as to what he can do. Um, I think that in midfield he's got a bit more scope. But then we're coming up for an international break. And to be honest, I think his priority is to get three points on Sunday. Um, if there's many changes, I'll be surprised. 
perhaps one or two. Um, but other than that, I think we're going to see pretty much the same team that steps out in Bucharest. Okay, well, we'll wait and see what happens there. But um, Yogi's Warrior, thank you very much, and, and we'll talk to you on another Arscast in the future. Thanks a lot. My thanks to Yogi's Warrior from A Cultured Left Foot uh, for taking the time to join in on the Arscast. Uh, and there'll be another blog chat on next week's Arscast, as, as pretty much always we have one, because, it, you know. Beer of the week this week, I forgot to tell you, was um, Staropramen, the old Czech one. There it is, empty bottle. I have to go downstairs and, and get a new bottle. Hang on, I better go downstairs and get one. Hang on. Just wait there. Back in a second, hang on. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sorry about that. I had to get a beer. I could have pressed pause, I suppose, but uh, I didn't really feel like it. See, now I'm wrecked after going up and down the stairs. That's no good. That's no good. That's the football training, though. You see, that kills me. I think I might get myself a, a Stenner stair lift. Seriously. Or a butler. That'd be even better. Rather than me having to go all the way downstairs, I can just ring a bell and some butler guy brings me the, brings me the beer. And butlers make good sandwiches, too. Late at night when you can't sleep and you get up and you go, Hey, you're butlery guy. Make me a sandwich. And it'll be a good sandwich. Roast beef and 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 mustard and, and things like that. It wouldn't just be slices of roast beef. He'd actually cook the... It'd take ages, though, if he was to cook roast beef, wouldn't it? Anyway, I want a butler. That's my life's ambition. Uh, moving away from butlers to oleole.com, which is a football community website. I'm sure you all know. Uh, you can uh, do oleole.com on Facebook. If you're one of those people that's into Facebook, you can download the oleole.com application. You can also play oleole.com's fantasy football game, which you'll find at oleole.com forward slash fantasy football. Any one of five European leagues, 
England, France, Spain, Italy and Germany, as well as a European Super League, which has fantastic prizes such as uh, PlayStation 3s, trips to uh, a Premiership match or any league match of your choice. As well as that, there is the grand prize in the European Super League, which is a trip to Vienna, Austria for the final of Euro 2008 including match tickets, uh, accommodation flights, the whole kit and caboodle. As well as that, um, a new feature on OleOle.com is a uh, video upload thing. So it's sort of like YouTube or Daily Motion, except on YouTube it's full of fucking stupid cunts who fucking think that, you know, they get the video camera, they get their webcam, and they fucking waffle on. Unlike me, I, you know, I don't use a webcam, I just use a microphone. There's a subtle difference, you see. If you put your face out there, it makes you a cunt. If it's only your voice, eh, nobody really cares. But what you can do on OleOle.com is create and upload your favorite football videos. So if you go searching through stuff, you don't get some wanker talking about how we should leave Britney Spears alone. Or something equally stupid like that. All you find is football videos. So uh, check it out on OleOle.com. They also have a good podcast too, I believe. Uh, also worth checking out. Now though, uh, the man in the bar is here and he's got a player history. Guten Tag to y'all, it's me again with another old player history, so it is. I've been taking a few German lessons, you see, because I'm off to Germany. I am. I sort of have a pen pal over there, I'm going to go meet her. She's 87 years old, apparently. She's got a quim like a wizard's sleeve. <laughs> Who am I to be picky at my age? Love doesn't come around very often. You have to only ask me old friend Mick, who was in love with a girl called Mary for years and years, and he never had the guts to tell her. And then Mary went mad and clawed her own eyes out, so she did, and bled to death slowly on her kitchen floor one day. Oh, you can look back now and laugh, I suppose. Anyway, um, speaking of love lost, today's player history... It's a fella that came from Ireland and he was a huge old Arsenal favourite, but then he turned out to be a complete and utter cunt. That's right, I'm talking about Frank Stapleton. Now, Frank Stapy Stapleton, as we used to call him in the old back streets of Dublin, he joined Arsenal in 1972 as an apprentice he was previously turned down by Manchester United, you see. This burned at his very soul, but we'll come to that a little bit later on. Now, he made his debut in 1975 against Stoke City, and it immediately became apparent that Frank Stapleton was a freak of nature. The Arsenal doctors realised very quickly that he had a forehead and a bone structure that meant he could head the ball harder than most fellas could kick it. His trademark goal was a header. He'd jump in the air, he'd hang there for a while and then boom! The keeper would have fucking no chance. He'd take him through the back of the net. He scored some brilliant goals for Arsenal, so he did. He was top scorer for three seasons in a row and he scored a total of 75 goals in 225 appearances. Then, then, in 1981, the ultimate betrayal. Frank Stapy Stapleton, a man that I held very close to my heart, in a special how you love a football away. He joined Manchester United. He decided to leave Arsenal, the greatest team on earth, for Manchester United. He was a hero one minute and a complete another fucking cunt the next. What was he thinking? What was going on in his stupid big powerful forehead? Who can tell? 
All we know is nobody gives a fucking shit what happened to him after he left Arsenal. And they don't give a fucking shit what the cunt's doing now. He could be the greatest fella that ever walked the earth and I don't care, you fucking turncoat. And the man in the bar will be back with another player history on next week's Arsecast, more than likely. Um, hopefully it'll be one that hasn't broken his heart. Poor old man in the bar. People have been uh, emailing this week, actually, a number of times, asking um, about Arsene Wenger-Hawkins, and is he ever likely to make a comeback? The answer, I have to tell you, is yes. He will make a comeback at some point, and possibly some point in the very near future. He's just biding his time, getting his thoughts together, and sort of uh, enjoying uh, the hot tub that he's had installed in his house. He did nearly drown a few times, um, but now they've got some kind of auto-mechanism uh, whereby when his head goes under the water, he's catapulted out onto the garden. Um, so that should keep him uh, alive uh, to get involved in the arse cast again. Now, what else has been going on this week? Well, we had Uzmanov um, talking about how he wants to take over the club and then warning David Dean, as we covered in the blog chat, about how he shouldn't let his personal relationship with the board, such as it is, uh, affect Uzmanov's relationship with the board. And, and, and basically what it boils down to is this, is that the board think David Dean is a cunt. And therefore, by association, they think uh, Alisher Uzmanov is a cunt, which he probably is, irrespective of David Dean. But it was the same thing for, for Stan Kroenke. By association with David Dean, he was tired with that brush, you see. And maybe Kroenke, um, with the benefit of hindsight and with the benefit of a bit more information than we had at the time, um, isn't as bad as we thought he was going to be. But simply by standing alongside David Dean uh, or by seeing to be uh, involved with David Dean, uh, he, gets a, he gets a particularly bad rap. Uh, Uzmanov this week invited a whole lot of journalists uh, out to uh, Russia. So he did. Uh, I was invited, I have to say, uh, but I declined. I seriously declined because, you know, either the plane would have crashed or nobody would ever have heard from me again. No, I wasn't really invited, but I would have said no if they had. Fucking no chance. Are you joking? But they all got five-star treatment, flown out on a private jet, uh, put up in a five-star hotel, and then they had an audience with Alisher Uzmanov. Uh, afterwards, they reported back, and, and basically, uh, while some of them said, oh, a bit of an old charm, offensive, blah, 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 most of them just sort of spewed out the lines that Uzmanov wanted them to spew out. So it's amazing what a, a private jet and probably some champagne, a bit of caviar, um, a five-star hotel, and God knows what goes on in five-star hotels when you've got money in Russia. I don't know. I've never been to Russia, but I can guess, I can guess they probably had, you know, Russian um, Scrabble or something. <sighs> uh, that's what went on. So a bit of a charm offensive from Uzmanov. Anyway, completely unrelated to all that is this. Hello, journalists. I have brought you here to show you how very charming I am. Are you all comfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm not very comfortable. Vladimir, take the man from the sun and make him more comfortable. In the old-fashioned way. Oh, no, uh, where, where are you taking me? Oh, please, uh, ow, ow! Now, to show how charming I am, here you watch video of me going to children's hospital. You watch. <laughs> Hello, children, it's me, bringing you presents. Look, big fat man at Christmas bring you presents. <laughs> 
but where is your beard? I say beard. No need for beard for me to give the presents. You little boy, here is present for you. Open, open. Thank you, big fat man. <coughs> I open now. Oh, excuse me, sir, but I have this already. Well, you can never have too much leukemia. Enjoy, little boy. You, little girl, here present for you. You open. Excuse me, this is my mommy's head. And look, she is smiling. No, she's not. Silly girl, turn head upside down. Now she is smiling. So, as you can see, I am most charming person with good heart. People simply misunderstand me. What about all those people that ask questions about, like, all that time you spent in prison and all those kind of things? Let me tell you, Mr. Financial Times, I have been given pardon by Yeltsin, by Khrushchev, by Putin, by Brezhnev, and also by Mila Jovovich. I am a good person. Now it is time for you to go back to London and to the news desks to write nice things about me. What about our mate from the sun? Do not worry about him. He is dead. Uh, dead tired. Tired, yes. Uh, he will follow you tomorrow in a coffin. I mean, coughing. Coughing is very cold here. He catch a chill. Vladimir, show these gentlemen out. Well, there you go then. Um, yeah. So that's it. Let's take a quick look ahead to the Sunderland game on Sunday because um, that's pretty much all there is uh, left to talk about. Uh, we have got a 12 o'clock kickoff on Sunday for TV, which is not a good time. 12 o'clock on a Sunday. What the fuck? That's a stupid time to play a game of football. 4 o'clock is fine. You can either have your dinner before or after. You can lie on the couch with the newspapers, have a beer. But for those of us that have to play Sunday League football and play it quite badly and, and lose again, most probably, um, 12 o'clock is no fucking good whatsoever. But anyway, there you go. No news on players back injured. The usual suspects are still out. Gallus um, is due back in training, apparently. Um, William Gallus' penis is given the all clear for his groin to go back to training. But anything could happen. You know how temperamental William Gallus' penis is. Uh, Jens Lehmann is back in training as well. That's going to be interesting to see what happens there when Jens is back in full training. Back in full training. I don't think there's really been anything wrong with him, but now he's back in full training. Um, we'll have to see what happens between him and Almunia. If Almunia keeps keeping clean sheets, I can't see Jens getting back in the side. Despite his experience and despite his position probably is um, the recognized number one, uh, I don't see him getting back in the team if Almunia keeps it up. Uh, Rosicki's still out. Alex Song is out. Eduardo is out. Uh, so it's the usual suspects. We know what the team's going to be. You'd have to think that we'll have uh, enough to uh, take three points against Sunderland at home, but there are no easy games. And there are probably no easy games against the Roy Keane team, who uh, will be looking um, to emulate their manager in terms of work rate and commitment and kicking people and snarling and trying to punch Alan Shearer in the face, which when you think about it, when you think about it, people say, oh, look at Keane, he got sent off again for trying to punch Alan Shearer in the face. But who, who amongst us, would not like to punch Alan Shearer in the face. More than once. You know, you could wait in an alley and just pummel him. But, you know, Roy Keane tried to do it on a football pitch in front of all those people. 
you know, I've never been a huge Roy Keane fan, but you can't argue with trying to punch Alan Shearer in the face. So hopefully three points, the order of the day there to keep us top of the league. Um, and uh, then we've got an international break. Of course, another unwelcome break for internationals. Our next game is not until the 20th of October, a home game against Bolton. Is it just me or do we seem to have had uh, an inordinate amount of home games this season so far? Is it just me? I don't know. I can't be arsed going back to look for them because I'm just exhausted. So that's it anyway. Another Arscast over and done with. Um, I'll talk to you on next week's Arscast. Talk to you all next week on the blog uh, where there might be some interesting developments in terms of prizes and things like that, but uh, nothing's finalized as yet, so keep an eye out and I'll tell you all the information should it come to pass. So that's it. Have yourselves a good weekend. Uh, until next week's Arscast, bye-bye. Hello, this is Tony Adams with another poem that I have written especially for the listeners of the Arscast. This poem is entitled Silent Ode to Robin Van Persie's Left Foot and it goes a little bit like this. Thank you very much. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.